This activity entitled Late Breaking First Response on a Firm AH is provided by Medtelligence and is supported by an independent educational grant from V4 Pharma. Hello, everybody. My name is Stefan Anker from Berlin, Germany, and here we are after the Late Breaker presentation for the Affirm AHF trial. And in the first response video commenting, here with me are today Eva Jankowska, Javed Butler, and Josep Komin Kolei. Really, I'm looking forward to the comments. The Affirm AHF trial was designed to evaluate the effect of intravenous ferricarboximaltose compared to placebo initiated shortly before hospital discharge in patients with acute heart failure and iron deficiency on recurrent heart failure hospitalization and cardiovascular death during the follow-up to 52 weeks after randomization. There were 1,108 patients participating in this trial across Europe, South America, Lebanon, Israel, and Singapore, and the principal findings of this trial demonstrated that treatment with ferricarboximaltose as compared to placebo resulted in a rate ratio for the combined endpoint of total heart failure hospitalizations and cardiovascular death of 0.79 with a p-value of 0.059. It's really important to emphasize that this result was driven by the total number of heart failure hospitalizations because the total number of heart failure hospitalization was significantly lower by around 26% in the ferricarboximaltose group as compared with the placebo group. Our trial uh, is one of the first trials reporting the results uh, in which data collection and follow-up could be potentially affected by the COVID-19 pandemia. It's important to acknowledge that the statistical analysis plan was established before locking the database, and this plan included a specific pre-COVID-19 sensitivity analysis, which was based on that that patients' follow-up was censored in each country at the date when its first COVID-19 patients was reported. Importantly, this pre-specified pre-COVID sensitivity analysis showed a statistically significant benefit of ferricarboximaltose on the combined endpoint of total heart failure hospitalizations and cardiovascular death. Obviously, we are not able to predict exactly what influence COVID-19 might have had on the treatment effect. However, it is quite possible that less complete follow-up your hospitalization could have diluted the treatment effect. Therefore, we consider this pre-COVID sensitivity analysis as important in the context of interpretation of the results of our trial. Uh, our data suggest that for patients admitted with acute heart failure, the identification and treatment of comorbidities such as iron deficiency should be a routine component of the diagnostic and treatment strategy. The results of the AFFIRM-IHF trial support the recommendation 
to administer this therapy with 3-carboxymal dose for iron-deficient patients after an episode of acute heart failure in order to prevent recurrent heart failure hospitalizations. Now, everybody, what is your first response to the Affirm AHF data? What do you really think is this data adding to what we already know about ferricarboxymaltos, about IV iron for patients with heart failure? And this, uh, this new data is going to give us uh, new tools to treat patients in a very particular phase of the disease, the phase we call it the vulnerable, vulnerable phase. So it means that uh, now we're going to have a treatment that can be applied in patients Uh, before discharge, and this treatment, in this case, uh, replenishing patients with intravenous iron, we, we make a change in the risk of uh, readmission in this particular period. And along with this reduction, reduction of the risk of readmission, we're probably going to see an improvement in their quality of life. So, John, tell me, how do U.S. clinicians view this? How do you think will this impact on the way U.S. clinicians a practice for heart failure patients in the context of iron deficiency. So the impact of a firm HF trial on clinical practice in U.S. Uh, is yet to be seen. We'll see how the regulatory agencies look at this data and then how the guidelines committee look at these data. But at least looking at these data, my initial reaction or opinion is that this will definitely have an impact on the management of patients with heart failure, reduced ejection fraction. We have been really lucky in, in heart failure with reduced ejection fraction with a lot of positive clinical trials with pharmacotherapy, but they are kind of sort of diffused for all patients and there's a lot of debate which patients should get which therapy in what sequence. Here, we have a very specific disease entity, which is iron deficiency, regardless whether you have anemia or not. And that in this specific population, we have a specific target, which is to treat iron deficiency with IV iron. And now we have the data that not only uh, does it improve really important patient-reported outcomes like functional capacity and quality of life and symptomatology, but actually improve clinical endpoints as well, reduce the risk of recurrent hospitalizations in patients with heart failure, reduced ejection fraction, that I think, in my opinion, that clinicians will be more cognizant of checking for iron deficiency in patients with heart failure and replacing it when iron deficiency is detected. And I think our patients will be uh, benefiting from this uh, uh, yet another therapy. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is that this is a targeted therapy, and that actually helps the clinical implementation. No, thanks a lot. These are all great thoughts. I think that really we have seen here a very innovative trial design and an important area, which is discharge from hospital. We know that ferricarboxymaltose can help with this with a really clinically meaningful difference in rehospitalization events. We know this therapy works from other trials for quality of life and symptoms. And now we also know we can prevent rehospitalizations. Very good results indeed. This activity entitled Late Breaking First Response on a Firm AH is sponsored by Medtelligence and is supported by an independent educational grant from V4 Pharma. Thanks for listening.